Hello and welcome to the Top Story, a podcast with headlines of the day from our correspondents around the world. I'm Tian Yu. Coming up in this edition, Israel has agreed to a pause in fighting in exchange for the release of some hostages seized by Hamas. Leaders of BRICS countries have held a virtual summit to discuss ways to de-escalate the crisis in the Middle East. And tensions are running high on the Korean Peninsula as North Korea has put a military satellite into orbit and pledged to launch several more. We start with the latest developments in the Palestine-Israel conflict. Israel's cabinet has voted to approve a deal with Hamas to secure the release of some hostages seized by the militant group in exchange for a pause in fighting in Gaza. Israel says at least 15 women and children will be released over a four-day truce. It said the release of every additional 10 hostages will result in one more day of ceasefire. Hamas also released a statement saying Israel agreed to free 150 Palestinian women and children from Israeli jails. Despite the temporary respite, Israel says the military operations in Gaza will continue. Earlier, leaders from the BRICS countries held a virtual summit to discuss ways to de-escalate the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. Chinese President Xi Jinping called for an immediate ceasefire and stressed that the two-state solution is the fundamental way out of the cycle of violence between the two sides. Gao Yiming has details. Meeting for the first time since BRICS expanded its members in August, the leaders focused on the conflict between Israel and Palestine. Xi Jinping called for involved parties to stop the violence and attacks on civilians and to release the people held hostage. He also asked for more humanitarian assistance to Gaza and the smooth operation of humanitarian corridors. The Chinese president called for the international community to take concrete action to prevent the crisis from escalating into a wider conflict in the Middle East. Xi Jinping says the fundamental solution to this recurring conflict is to implement the two-state solution, restore the legitimate rights of the Palestinians, and establish an independent Palestinian state. He says China has been actively engaging in the mediation of a ceasefire since the conflict broke out in October and has been providing emergency aid to Gaza. Holding the rotating presidency of the UN Security Council for November, China has asked for the extension of the opening of humanitarian corridors to Gaza. Other leaders at the meeting also expressed concern over the conflict and denounced any form of violence against innocent civilians. They stressed the role of dialogue in addressing the crisis and supported all efforts to achieve a peaceful resolution. That was Gao Yiming reporting. Other BRICS leaders also expressed serious concerns about the conflict in Gaza and called for peace and justice to end one of the worst humanitarian crises in decades. South African President Cyril Ramaphosa used some strong words accusing Israel of war crimes. He also condemned Hamas for its violation of international law. Brazilian President Luiz Inácio Lula da Silva said although Hamas attack and hostage-taking were barbaric acts, they did not justify the use of discriminate and disproportionate force against civilians. Russian President Vladimir Putin called for a long-term and sustainable ceasefire and joint efforts of the international community aimed at de-escalating the situation.
The Indian foreign minister urged restraint and immediate humanitarian support, as well as peaceful resolution through dialogue and diplomacy. Meantime, Israel has continued its military operation at Al Shifa Hospital in Gaza, specifically targeting Hamas. Israel says Hamas has set up its command center in the hospital. Both Hamas and hospital staff have denied the accusation. Gaza health authorities say more than 14,000 Palestinians, including nearly 6,000 children, are dead since the conflict broke out in October. Israel says about 1,200 on its side have died. Sarah Coates has more from Tel Aviv. Troops have been involved in heavy clashes with Hamas militants right on the outskirts of this area, which is in the northern part of the Gaza Strip. They also say that they've found. A number of tunnel entrances, and they have、uh, hit a number of rocket launching sites. Now,、uh, according to the military, around 250 Hamas targets have been destroyed in just the last 24 hours as this military campaign continues. But look, it certainly is coming at a heavy cost to the Israeli military. It has updated today. The number of fallen soldiers that is now standing at 68 people. And look, it's、uh, safe to say that the longer this military campaign goes on for on the ground, that number will climb. That was Sarah Coates in Tel Aviv. For more on the Israeli action in the territory, here's Noor Harazin reporting from Al Aqsa Hospital in Gaza. There were、uh, hundreds of Israeli strikes that struck、uh, northern Gaza.、Um, for example, an Israeli strike actually、uh, bombed the、uh, Kamal Adwan Hospital in northern Gaza.、Uh, a number of people were killed, including three doctors. And this Kamal Adwan Hospital is one、uh, of the hospitals that are still operating in northern、uh, Gaza. At the same time,、uh, here in、uh, southern Gaza, the Israeli warplanes were pounding metal. Gaza and Nusayrat camp, Deir el-Balah al-Burish camp, with、uh, tens of Israeli、uh, strikes. We are actually talking about massacres, whole families.、Uh, for example, the Al-Hajj family,、uh, 12 people were killed, while、uh, 55 people are still、um, under the rubble. The、uh, paramedics and the civil forces could not even、uh, evacuate them because of、uh, the lack of bulldozers and fuel. Uh, there is also Albaz family. We're talking about ten members of the same family, mostly actually women and children. So yes, the Israeli、uh, strikes continue here in southern Gaza, also in、uh, northern Gaza, while the Israeli incursion continue in northern Gaza and in central Gaza city. But we are expecting. Uh, that there will be a,、uh, an army,、uh, Israeli tanks, land incursion also in southern Gaza in the upcoming days, maybe upcoming weeks. That was Noor Harazin reporting. Turning to China, Chinese Foreign Minister Wang Yi has held talks with his Uzbek counterpart. During the meeting, the two countries announced the establishment of a strategic dialogue platform. Dong Xue has details. A memorandum of agreement was signed in Beijing on Tuesday, officially launching the first China-Uzbekistan Foreign Minister's strategic dialogue. Chinese Foreign Minister Wang Yi described it as a new beginning for the bilateral relationship and expressed hope that this mechanism would foster more mutually beneficial cooperation. China and Uzbekistan are friendly neighbors with a shared future. Despite a changing international geopolitical landscape, our bilateral relations have always developed in a sound and stable manner, maintaining strong vitality. 
Meanwhile, Foreign Minister Xi Davi said Uzbekistan values the relationship with China. He also expressed his personal sentiment of feeling at home here after serving as the ambassador of his country to China from 2017 to 2021. We held a very successful event in Guangdong province. With your support, we will visit Shanghai. I am sure that the event in Shanghai will also be a success, further enhancing cooperation between our two countries. The strategic dialogue is expected to address various issues, reflecting the shared interests and mutual objectives of China and Uzbekistan on both regional and global platforms. That was Dong Xue reporting. Finally, on the Korean Peninsula, tensions are running high as North Korea has confirmed that it recently put a military satellite into orbit and pledged to launch several more to secure reconnaissance capabilities against South Korea. Seoul, in turn, has announced it will suspend part of a 2018 inter-Korean military agreement. Jack Barton has more from Seoul. The launch of a military reconnaissance satellite by the DPRK follows two previous unsuccessful attempts, as well as growing speculation that Russia may have provided the DPRK with military missile technology in return for munitions to be used in Ukraine. The launch came hours before the beginning of a 10-day safety warning window Pyongyang had provided Japan. South Korean officials responded to the launch by saying the country will resume reconnaissance and surveillance activities around the demilitarized zone which divides the peninsula. That announcement followed a pledge by the South Korean government that if Pyongyang went ahead with the launch, it would move towards suspending parts of a 2018 inter-Korean military agreement designed to reduce border tensions and prevent accidental clashes. South Korea says the agreement now puts it at a serious disadvantage in light of the rapid growth of the DPRK's nuclear and missile programs as well as alleged multiple breaches of the agreement by Pyongyang. South Korea also plans to launch a surveillance satellite of its own in the near future. In anticipation of the launch, the United States sent the aircraft carrier Carl Vinson, which docked in the southern port city of Busan just hours before the satellite went into orbit. That was Jack Barton reporting. Recapping today's headlines, Israel has agreed to a pause in fighting in exchange for the release of some hostages seized by Hamas. Leaders of BRICS countries have held a virtual summit to discuss ways to de-escalate the crisis in the Middle East. And tensions are running high on the Korean peninsula as North Korea has put a military satellite into orbit and pledged to launch several more. And that's it for this edition of The Top Story, a podcast that brings you world headlines every weekday. For more news in politics, business, sports, and culture, you can subscribe to The Beijing Hour, a one-hour podcast news magazine program. We welcome and appreciate all ratings and reviews. I'm Tian Yu. Thank you for listening.